Hello world. We are back and we are joined now by a new, younger, more handsome, more Italian co-host. Ben, why don't you introduce yourself, buddy? How you doing? How you doing? I'm coming to you live from, uh, I guess not live, but my apartment here and I'm currently buck. You mean buck naked? Unfortunately, yes, that is what I mean. That's kind of gross. You're just sitting with like headphones in naked on a chair. Yeah, dude. It's kind of, I'm uh, in a rough point in my life. You're honestly. turning me on, to be honest. Well, we're the same age. So, well, by a year. So I think your, for one, your honesty is appreciated, but it also gives me a little bit more confidence in my process over here because I do have clothes on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, your shit's a lot more together. I'm sure, I can't even see you, but I'm sure you're clean shaven. Yeah, freshly showered, yep. decently dressed, and uh, I'm bare minimum right now. But you know, there's some, there's some, something <clears throat> liberating in this as well. Right. So yeah. So let's let's just get into it, buddy. I appreciate you coming onto the show, being a part of this. Again, we're at Pierce Podcast on Instagram. We have a link tree in bio, YouTube page, same shit. New content every Thursday and Sunday. Speaking of this, I sent this to you on Twitter. Uh, this is one of the funniest videos I've seen all week. So this involves traveling. <laughs> A baby okay. in a goddamn okay. echo chamber, okay. and you want to talk to me about being fucking okay? Okay, okay because you're, you're yelling. So That's is the baby. baby. Okay, so you're a man. Did that motherfucker pay extra to you? Okay, no. Shut so, up. Oh, fuck you and shut up. No. <laughs> Just start to me now. I don't give a fuck. You were, you were sitting there watching that motherfucking baby cry for 45 Now, like, immediately, right, from a vibe check, I think I like this guy. I fuck with this guy and oh, I'm going to, you know, bite my tongue, but it's just, um, don't be a fucking pussy. Classics, say what you want. The, 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 what? Say what you want. Don't be a pussy. The, the, just the classic stereotype that we've been seeing since from like nineties. Uh, everybody hates Chris. Okay. Is, uh, making me giggle a little bit, you know? Yeah, he is. He is in a middle seat. Uh, he's surrounded by Karens and I mean, who, who enjoys a bait? First off, baby on a flight. That's. Like, that's a big check for the parent. Um, like, well, you better be responsible first, enough to have him on that flight. You know what I mean? First things first, I'm surprised that this video is about him freaking out and not um, 2023 Antifa's claiming that this is race, uh, racist because an African-American man sitting in the middle seat between two uh, white women. Yeah, but some but. people would argue, I think they're autistic, but they would argue that the middle seat is perhaps better. Um, there's no scenario in which the middle seat is better, but I mean, let's I say you got two bad bitches on either side of you. Um, now I'm a little bit lanky. I think that's the issue for me in general is no matter where I am on the plane, it's not going to be enjoyable, but I will say like, I empathize with my boy here, like baby on the flight, you, that baby better be prepared. He better be potty trained. He better be like one of those dogs that goes underneath an Iraqi veterans chair you know, on a red eye, you have no idea it's there. Like, that's the goal, is that you don't even recognize that this fucking lump of mush is on your flight. You know what I um, thought of the other day, actually, is imagine paying for first class, which is, how much is a standard first class ticket rate? Like, It uh, depends on where you're going, but you could say it's like 2x of what you're going to pay to be in coach. I don't think it's more than that. I think it's plenty more than that. But imagine you pay for first class, you're all ready to relax, lounge, get your like allotted two free beverages, be able to lay down. I think you could do that. Yeah, you can. I There's like spirit. beds, bro. I, I fly spirit. Um, Ew. And you get a baby 
next to you that's crying, I now, think I'd cry. I, I'd start crying. I agree. Like, this guy's completely having a meltdown. He's still going. He knows an attorney. He's got rights. Like, I, I well, kind of, I just think the way, I, I think the way that he's going about this is the correct way, which is complete indifference. He's being indignant and he's doubling down, which is what you have to do in these types of like that social pariah kind of peer pressure situation. You're in a pressure cooker. You're on this fucking piece of shit Southwest flight and you're all stuck there. Um, I will say nobody is, it doesn't seem anybody's sticking up for him which is strange. So maybe the baby wasn't being that big of a deal. I don't necessarily know. I do think babies on flights, like we've been saying, you're a fucking douche. Like totally a hundred percent. I agree with that. But, and I would be none too pleased if there was a baby crying on my flight, but you also, it's tough to be that also that much of a douche to be the guy that complains about some baby crying on a flight obviously it sucks yeah like you almost yourself turn into the baby yeah you no not almost you do turn into the baby like there's a there's something to be said about you know someone's manhood about you know sucking it up and fucking just putting your headphones dude and take a chill pill you know right like like chill pill i mean three milligrams of xanax but that's just me that's dude isn't that a full bar that's a bar and a half that's insane why would you even take the second half bar might as well just take two full ones well, because I was talking to our general audience here, you know. Or are you speaking to your general anxiety disorder? Uh, a little bit of both. So, Mainly the latter. Yeah, I think I think a little bit. You you touch on something which is very important, which is like the, our generations. Every generation gets more pussified, and there's that whole cyclic argument about you know hard times make good people, good people make easy times, easy times make weak people, weak people make hard times, and it's cyclic. Right. And I don't know where we're at in that process here, but like this dude's grandfather probably endured actual racism and like stormed a beach and killed somebody. And the idea that you can't just shut the fuck up for 40 minutes when a baby's crying is, you know, there's levels to this, bro. Like you got to step it up. Well, to be honest, going off your point about bad times make good people, good times make bad people, this, that, the other, that old, how that old saying goes, we forget that Germany lost World War I, and out of that came Hitler. So I think bad times also create pretty bad people. Yeah, I think, um, I, guess that's, I guess that's true. Of course, like, I let you go on a tangent for one minute, and it turns into a Hitler like we're gonna. Well, I'm just saying, like one of our big, the biggest like names of evil people came from bad times. He was in World War One. Um, Germany was stripped by the Treaty of Versailles, and then he just uh, yeah, they got so fucked over by that treaty. He just would go to essentially like the zeitgeist in the country was like, we hate everybody so fucking much. Like I wish we could just unify. And he came in and unified them to the point where they're like, oh yeah, we're going to hate everybody because you did genuinely fuck us over, regardless of what happened 20 years ago. Um, like, that would piss me off. You know what I mean? Like, no, if, if my you, parents you, fucked you, around in Europe and then we didn't have the economic capabilities because of that, like, that would, that would radicalize me. To be honest with you, now that you say that, I, uh, I think we need to tread lightly because I think we're becoming uh, 
Holocaust uh, deniers and or Hitler sympathizers. Like those types of people who autistically give you a statistic on how they they only had so many furnaces, bro. It's like, dude, I like... I've been told that. I've been told that. So who? I was a part of this Italian-American club. Jesus on, Christ. Uh, um, the North Shore of Massachusetts. And this guy, he wasn't even like some... I mean, he was obviously ignorant, but he wasn't even some stereotypical, ignorant, like, old man. He was, like, 32 with, like, three kids and, like, an engineer. He has no he dog like, in the game at all. No, I'm, no, I'm serious. And he was looking at me dead in the eye, and he's like, there, it was only, like, 1,500. And exactly, he said exactly those points. Like, there was only X amount of furnaces and X amount of pictures taken. And I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah, I don't necessarily know. Like, I might... Like your your premise on its face, because I'm so pragmatic, is fine. But like you, if you do you think I'm that retarded to go down that rabbit hole with you, especially in a way where it could be like it's on paper. Like I'm never gonna be associated with that idea, of course, because it just it's just always bad. Like it's not even any it- information I want to know. Like I'd rather be ignorant on that. You know what I mean? Let me let me read what's in the textbook type shit. No, when what they say is it was. Uh, I think they say either it's they said approximately six million Jews. And I have an affliction for um, Jewish women. So when I get the chance to um, like meet re- a nice Jewish girl the next time, I, I'm going to, I think I might tell her, you know, I honestly heard it was closer to 7 million. Yeah, you should, uh, if anything, yeah, you double it. It was 12 yeah, million. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So just so she knows where I stand off rip. There is like something that is real with having sex with Jewish women. I don't know what it is. Um, but it's 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 definitely different. It's one. It's a different experience. You just gotta you gotta be there. You gotta see it. You gotta videotape it. Um, it's definitely something that's elevated for no reason. It'll be something I figure out later on too. Like, oh, you're Jewish? Crazy. You're like the eighth person that's told me to spit in her mouth and choke her out until she's unconscious. That's crazy. So I don't know if that's related to some Stockholm syndrome type shit generationally, I, but maybe for no, another day. No, but one thing I have to say about that is clean. And you can all put it together what you think I mean from there, but clean. What, do you, what do you think about this? Okay, we're going to do a little pivot here. Sticking with the airlines, plus-size airline passenger demanding extra free seat divides the internet. So a plus-size traveler has divided opinion after she said she should not be forced to buy two airline seats because of her size. Dude, guess this person's first name. It's unbelievable. Jaclea? It's Jay Lynn. Like, what do you expect from J A E apostrophe L Y N N? Oof. So it's just, I think that's, it's chef's kiss. Like, what do you expect from somebody named Jay Lynn? Like, you're either going to be a stripper that does the day shift during the week, or you're going to be on TikTok being overweight and complaining about basic premises that everybody has agreed long ago in society are are acceptable like this is not an issue um let's see if we can find the video or or making everybody know that your man has two jobs let's see i want i want to see your complaint because i want to get triggered well so i've heard this um argument before and i i i, I complete 100 percent that if you are x amount of weight and or mass you should have to buy two plane tickets because I see people spilling over past the divider into other people. Like your neglect to your health is not my problem, dude. That was the I, whole thing when, like, I, and maybe you still see it, Ben, because we live 
kind of in the same area. Um, like the types of people that still to this day mask are the kinds of people that never cared about their health to begin with and still don't. They're, they're overweight. They have emphysema, like whatever it is. It's like, now you were the person that the second that you had some leverage on people to kind of dictate what they did socially in public, you took advantage of it. Like you bullied people. And it's always the people that never cared about their health to begin with. So that to me is always ironic. And you did, you did just touch on that. Um, or male English teachers. They love wearing masks. I saw a woman traveling and this is the seat right now. I literally go onto half of the next person's seat. So I'm like kind of worried that I'm going to sit beside someone who's fat phobic and I can't like put this armrest up during takeoff. Bro, it's not fat phobic. No one's scared of you. They're just disgusted. I don't know how I saw it's gonna go and there's just like so much fear when you're flying as a fat person because like <sighs> some people are really upset to sit beside fat people so Oof. all right I'm done with this person what a low IQ that's insane though and again I think you're right I think a lot of airlines might even yeah maybe it's like a fat club on a Tuesday once a month thing but I do feel like they are buying the two seats because I I think they have you should have enough self-awareness, right? If you're a decent person that you understand that it's probably going to make someone else uncomfortable and you're going to do, you're going to, if anything, like over hedge. Why would that be, why would that be comfortable even for you? Like, why would you want to be spilling over your divider and touching someone? Not only is it awkward for the four hours you're going to be sitting there just on the tarmac alone, but I, I just I just don't see it. It's either like drive or book two book two seats on the flight or you just tell bats them to drive fly Fridays. Bats fly Fridays, triple F. Dude, the, the plane would fall out of the that. sky, bro. It would get nowhere. Well, the, the, they'd only have it at like one eighth capacity, so you gotta get those tickets quick. Damn. I mean, listen, if they wanted and to no go ahead and do that. No carry-ons, no carry-ons. It could be a situation, though, where they just throw them all on red eyes. Like, you do a BMI check right when you get to the gate. If, you, if you're if you over a certain threshold, they're going to throw you on the red eye. You will get there. It'll be the same airline, and it'll be out of this airport, but just not on this flight. I think they need what they need to do is for... They need to, so the, I guess airlines have this thing called clear now where you can like skip the line to some extent when you're checking your bags by like, they scan your eyes or something. Have you heard of this? A retinal scan? I feel like this yeah. is a troll. Yeah, yeah, it's called, it's called, no, I'm serious. It's called clear. It's a, it's a real thing. I think if you hit a certain weight, like let's say if you hit 300 pounds, you okay. then go on a list and once a year, you need to qualify your flying um, capabilities, I guess you should say. So you become on a list, and then, you know, if you have a good year, you're down to 270, good for you. You can fly Monday through Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. But if, you know, you tied one on for a year, guess what, buddy? FFFs for you only. Yeah, I think the COVID, this, the, the photo of her, I mean, we're, we're way past like, oh, no, like, hee hee, I just had a little bingey during COVID. Like, we're, we're way past that. And again, have enough self-awareness to be a regular human being. Everybody's flawed. Everybody does shit that pisses each other off. Yours just happens to be the most obvious. And, like, understand that. And, yeah, buy two seats. Buy three. 
it is what it is. It's uncomfortable for everybody, including yourself. And that's where it should begin is like, listen, like, like you're going to make everybody else an asshole in the situation. You think me and Ben get off to this? You think we enjoy discussing this type of shit? It's what happened. One thing I will say is you'll never see a Jewish girl in this position. I don't, you, now you're making this a racial episode. Sorry. That got dark. Although I did learn recently that just the men wear the yarmulkes. I didn't know that. I thought it was like an equal opportunity type really? thing. Yeah, I thought I they were progressive, but they're woman not. woman wearing a yarmulke would be hot. Yeah, it's like part of the uniform in a way. Damn. Yeah, it's out of, it's out of the picture though. But uh, according to the person who wanted the two seats and who's complaining or only wanted to buy one, she said, in my view, fat phobia is so rampant in society because people believe it's an individual problem. They feel that this is a reality you have created for yourself because you do not have control over your life. She added, the belief embedded in us is often that slim equals healthy. But when I was thin, I was anorexic and purging. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just you're mentally ill. Like If you can't handle yeah, being skinny, and- obviously, you know, you're going to careen into the fat side of the Likert scale. I think I'd rather have my daughter skinny and purging than to be a hundred percent type two diet dude hundred percent that's such a good dude that's so true is like even if i have a daughter one day if i'm blessed enough and that bitch is is a mentally ill ssri popping uh potentially 80 percent chance if you have a daughter that they will be but go on yeah and they have an issue with with food and that can go two ways. It can be somebody that's too big, like you're saying, and they get early childhood, whatever the fuck. They're they're insulin resistant. Uh, they have a garbage metabolism. Their entire infrastructure, right, is just dying. Or, you know, she's slim for the summer. Slim for the summer, man. And listen, that slim for the summer girl, she's going to get the good husband who makes the good money, you know? And then you'll have a nice uh, son-in-law get to visit them on their lake house, stuff like that. That's not going to happen if your daughter isn't purging. Yeah, he has that a, way. Like, do you want to be on the pontoon boat with your, with your son-in-law or do you not? Like you have a choice to like, make. It's like, I'll put you through some private school where you'll get some bullshit degree. You just might have to throw up a little bit so I can enjoy, you know, my son-in-law's pontoon boat in the summer. And I feel like a lot of that shit's hereditary. So if you're throwing up, that probably means it's a learned behavior. Uh, yeah, that means my wife is throwing up, which means I'm doing well for myself as well. Yeah, that means you're clapping cheeks with a quality woman. She's, I mean, exactly. if you're anorexic, I think that's a thing at that age because our society is so disgusting with our diets that you don't see a lot of people um, in that demo that look that good. So just being in shape at that age is like 80% of the battle to a guy. You know who, you know who does, though, always look and fit that demographic is mid-level to high-level basketball coaches in the South's wife. Mm. You notice that? Mm. A coach's wife from, like, Tennessee. Right. They're always hot. Banging. I think, yeah, but that's because, just like any other demo, the guy has a ton of money. If you're coaching at a D1 university for your sport, at a, again, an SEC school where they're going to be selling twenty to 30,000 seats every night, you're going to be getting a multi-year fully guaranteed contract, probably four years, 16 million or something like that. Like, yeah, bro, yeah. they better be hot or yeah. they have to be like the high school sweetheart who's helped you balance your life to a point where yep. you can be that successful and you better win a ring. Like if your wife is mid, you better start winning. <laughs> yeah. 
oh, or you're going to be coaching union bas- uh, union basketball, you know? But um, what do you think about this, though? You think, you know, the stereotype, like, coach's wife, like, young buck team, uh, she's, uh, you know, the uh, feeling up the freshman point guard a little, like, I think you're going to have a great year. So you just, you think just because she's kind of like a girl that puts herself in that position and that's what she chooses to do with her life, that maybe she's a little bit more inclined to like be into the sophomore shooting guard with the arm sleeve type shit. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because if you think about it, she married that guy because usually they were, they graduated not to like quote, like the blind side, but they went to college together. She was the cheerleader. He played basketball. And then now he's a basketball coach. And then they adopt but, a very large African-American man to play right tackle on the football team and get some a scholarship at Old Miss. And apparently that whole story is like a Fugazi and his, he had like a pretty decent home life after all. Let's look into that. His name was Michael. Um, or. Or. Dude. It's like, it's, like, it's like, Michael, have you ever seen this before? And she points to a fridge and it's like, <laughs> yeah, my, my, my parents are lawyers. Yeah, like I'm I'm from what? 20 minutes away, and I was yeah. born in 1986. Like I understand what color television is, and yeah, you're right because they overdid that to the point where I think he went and saw the movie, and he's like, "I'm not retarded." Yes. Yeah, they made him a litter. Uh, they made him like retarded for no reason. So yeah, so this is Michael. Yeah, his, this his is best Michael. Friend, his best friend in the movie, and like this, they made it where it's like his same parallel like mental capacity was like an eight-year-old kid oh my god yes he could barely speak and then this guy just goes to the movie unannounced he's playing in the nfl and he's just like what the fuck (laughs) this isn't how this happened at all so it says michael jerome williams so i guess he took or whatever he was born in memphis tennessee he was one of 12 children his mother was an alcoholic crackhead his father michael jerome was frequently in prison so he did have a good athlete though yeah, like you're gonna have the quick twitch. Yes. Um, he was a very good well, athlete. Dogs run faster. He earned two letters each in track and basketball. So this big motherfucker was running. Uh, he averaged 22 and 10 a game. Nice. Although he did, dude. At one point, he had a GPA of dot seven, and he raised it up to 2.5 to be able to get into some universities. Um, and then I believe he got drafted in the first round. Yeah, by the Ravens. Yeah, but he didn't last well, I long. Don't, I, no, he did. I think he had a like a a slightly above average, pretty prolonged career actually. But I think it more okay. So the whole background of the family, maybe that was a little more accurate. But they literally made him illiterate in the movie. Like he could not speak, and the only person he could see eye to eye with was an eight year old boy. Yeah, I a hundred percent remember that. And there's also a scene when he's driving that kid around in the car, and they crash, and he like puts his arm in front of the boy, and he gets like a a uh, airbag burn on his forearm. And I always was like, "Whoa, he's so like thoughtful." But the movie, yeah. look, we're gonna take a look at it right here. Let's see Over if it's here, as bad. You have a desk, chest of drawers. We have a nightstand, a light, an alarm. Oh, and Sean says all the pro athletes use futons if they can't find a bed big enough, so I got you one of those. Of course, the frame was heinous. It's not about to let that in my house, but I got you something nicer. I'm about to not something like yes, that sir. in my house. Was you talking about him or the futon what? frame, bro? Never had one before. What, a room to yourself? A bed. A bed. No shit. 
This was like the one in the trailer. Like this is the mo. This is my Oscar moment. <laughs> That's awesome. And this movie really is only impactful to the types. Like, are you that pretentious where you don't think there's children, even in your own community, that don't have it as fortunate as you have it? You know what I mean? Like where they don't have a bed to themselves. Like that's like so out of your mind that it shocks you at like 47 years old. So like the only types of people that that relates to are like super, super Karens who never interact with these kinds of people to begin with. So they look for that type of experience through a fucking $20 movie ticket. Yeah. And what's, I remember it so vividly and I was only in like elementary school when this came out, but everyone loved this movie where I feel like if that movie came out today, I don't even think it could come out today. And I'm not one sitting here, you know, cancel culture, freaking, you know, let's spit it out, boy. Whatever. I don't know. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But I don't even think that that movie would be able to come out today. No, it can because you're assuming, like, I know what you're saying, but, like, that's because you're fucked up in your own head. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the true. movie would come out because most people don't see it the way that you do, I guess, is what we'd have to say. Although I am looking for the clip of him with that kid, and I don't necessarily know if I could find it. Um, it was, he just got a car. It was, like, his first time driving it. They're, like, listening to music, like, you know, high five and playing grab ass, this, that, and the other. Oh, right here, the and- accident scene. Hold on. Yeah, this kid is, like, six years old, dude. Like what? Why would this relationship exist? That's what I'm saying. Like it makes no sense. Flag than, that's more of a red flag than someone having a like you said, alcoholic crackhead mother. Yeah, if anything, he was better at that home. Yeah. He's probably having a better time at that home. Dude, they're getting it in, dude. Oh, my. All right, enough of that. Actually, bro, we're at 26 minutes as well, so... I actually think we're going to wrap it up there. Keep the people wanting more, as they say. Uh, do you have anything in in specifics you want to sign off with? Hmm. Uh, um, I think I'm going to put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, no, this, we're, not, we're just going to end it. Uh, that was Piers 97. Yeah. We love you. If you're watching at this point, we really like you. We're in over 20 countries, five different continents. At Piers Podcast on Instagram, link in bio. New content on YouTube, at Piers and Pontification on there. And uh, yeah, new content every Sunday and Thursday. Peace, people.